0: Stephen, thank you very much for accepting our invitation on such a short, short notice to be in, in our Power community call. And it's so funny because um, I know you from Power and from everything that you've done before. So I didn't want to prepare any formal introduction for, for this, but I played a little bit with chat GPT and I asked, what can you tell me about Stephen Brooks from Costa no Rica? No
1: way, what does it know about me?
0: Oh, man, everything. Steven no Brooks way. is a notable figure in the field of permaculture and sustainable living in Costa Rica. He founded really? Puntamona in 1997, which is one of the most established and biodiverse permaculture farms in Central America. Uh, this farm features over 300 varieties of perennial tropical fruit and nut trees, abundant root crops, vegetables. How does it know so much? And over one hundred and fifty medicinal plants, and he goes or it goes on and on and on about Punta Mona, about Ecovercity, about uh, Alegría Ecovillage, and even Ecovilla. And um, what what I really loved about uh, about ChatGPT is like okay, I, write me a very short introduction that I can tell people about Stephen Brooks who don't know Stephen Brooks, and he goes about everything that i said before and uh, finishes with um let me see i really loved this wording Amazing. Uh, please join me in welcoming this ever inspiring the architect of ecological harmony stephen brooks
1: wow i'll take it that's so cool
0: so you're the architect of ecological harmony welcome among us and uh, the floor is yours tell us what what you. have you been, been you up to
1: yeah um i kind of want to just maybe start i could just kind of give a brief background first of all thank you everyone so much for joining if people could do me a favor and just go in the chat and say where you're chiming in from and your favorite fruit i'd be super grateful I love knowing people's favorite fruits and also where you're all coming from. This is so, I have no idea. Um, Ibiza, yum. I love Ibiza. Yeah, we could even get a little interactive today. Ireland, Connecticut, San Francisco. Cool. Amazing. What a diverse group. So cool. Awesome. So, um, yeah, I grew up in Miami, Florida. And uh I I grew up like in such a Brady bunch. My parents have been together since they were in eighth grade. Um, and they tell me they love me every day to this day. And I cannot put a value on that. Like everything I've been able to do all that I am. I, I give so much credit to that. Um, I, uh, I had a pretty normal childhood you know my dad was a dentist he was a dentist of an island in the bahamas so i spent a lot of time going to um i spent a lot of time going to the bahamas as a child i became really into nature through the ocean i was obsessed with the ocean uh and then to fast forward a little bit i'm just trying to think of some peak things i was really into the grateful dead i don't know if i see some san francisco but maybe people from other places the Grateful Dead was this really strange counterculture hippie mo- band that literally tens of thousands of people followed them everywhere they went, and they kind of created a um, created a, a community in the parking lots and on the road with them. So it was really the first time I tasted community. And then to fast forward a little bit, I came to Costa Rica in 1995. And I witnessed a playground full of indigenous children get sprayed by a Chiquita banana crop duster. And it totally rocked my world. Like it totally shook me. I just couldn't believe that in this day and age that we could be. Yeah, that we just be so blind and just so numb and like and so accepting that 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 like that's going on. You know, I I remember when I first kind of witnessed it. I just said, like, like, how do we not, like, in those days, I'm trying, like, there was no internet. So I was like, um, do we get on 60 minutes? Do we try to get on 2020? Like, are there, are there, is there some news show? Like, the whole world needs to know how broken, you know, this society is and how broken this this design. I like the word design. Um, what a terrible design the world has and how unfair <clears throat> it is. And, and, responsible who's responsible for this you know terrible design so uh i just started asking a lot of questions and i think something that i'd love to share with you is that often it's not about knowing the answers it's often just about like starting to know the right questions you know like what are the right questions to ask and uh and for me it was like you know who is designing this way of of treating his people and this way of like growing food and this just this um you know profit at all costs so i i just started questioning a lot of things i was 21 years old i had no idea what to do except that i knew that the way things were happening and being designed was not was not fair and was not was nothing that i really wanted to be um a part of of a society like that and so the first thing i did was i started a uh tour company bringing high school and college kids down to costa rica and um, and yeah, kind of creating a formula of like showing them how beautiful and magical the country is, but then showing the reality, the reality of the rainforest destruction, the reality of the indigenous cultural decimation, the reality of the multinational industrial agricultural hell. That was unfolding. And then I wanted to show solutions. And so um, I, I ended up purchasing a farm It started at 30 acres. It grew to about 90 acres on the beach right near the Panama border in Costa Rica. And, and yeah, I mean, it had no road to get there and no electricity and no water. So all of a sudden we had to like, start figuring those things out. And, you know, I was a suburban kid from Miami. I never thought about where the water came from or where the things came from, you know, it kind of, you just turned the faucet and you know, or you flip the light switch and there wasn't really a connection to the source of those things or, or the cost um, the, the, the true cost of like the things that we were getting, the true cost of our food and water. And, and every time we flushed our toilet, like, what did that, what does that even mean? You know, I, I was incredibly disconnected to the, just the systems that I was a part of. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was kind of how my, my mind started kind of thinking and started, you know, journeying. And, um, and so, uh, yeah uh i, I start. i created like an education center at punta mona again not because i knew the answers but because i was just trying my best to create something different you know a place where we started to grow food a place where we were we didn't have hardware stores so we had to like figure out new ways to build things a place where we had to dig our own wells by hand which was so out of my kind of norm and then i um yeah, and then I was thinking like on a physical level, like how are we going to design this place? And then I was kind of thinking like on a kind of a psycho spiritual but also like on a socio-economic. Like what um what does it look like to create a place like this? You know, me being the owner, I started getting volunteers, I started having guests that were paying, I had workers from the nearest town and how was I able to blur the line between like all of the different kind of ways that 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 people were and and their status, whatever that meant, and so I was really questioning all those things, and and I really wanted when people arrived to walk through our portal and feel something profound, to feel something, something. Yeah, that was that was, um yeah, that was just something that they never felt before. Kind of like I felt whether it was at the Grateful Dead concert or if anybody's ever been to Burning Man. You come, raise your hand if you've been to Burning Man out there. Yeah. Nice, David. So, um, yeah, I mean, it like you walk into Burning Man and then like as you come through that gate, it's like, wow, what is this? And it's, you know, it. I, this was my 19th time going this year. And uh, I know it's with crazy. Yeah. With my dad, I, my dad's it was, it was my dad's 16th. And, you know, it took me a long time to, you know, even start to understand, you know, what it was that that I love so much about it. And I think, I think what happens is that we have the ability when we're in groups to set the vibe and to set the way it's going to be, you know? So we had this opportunity at Punta Moda that anybody that arrived there, like felt something incredible. They felt, they felt like everybody cared about them. Like you can literally, you know, the conversations that were happening around the table were, were profound and, um, it was just the way it was there. And, uh, and I became obsessed with plants. Um, I would say if you had to, chat GBT had to put one word, I'm going to have to tell, I'm going to have to call my friend chat after this and tell him that um, I'm an ethnobotanist, which is the study of the relationship between humans and plants. I'm totally obsessed with plants. I'm actually like a, a real bridge and I'm a real translator, you know, and I realized it, I realized it these last few days. I, was just, I just came from Africa. Um and I was walking with people, and all I really see are the plants. Like I'm constantly just bridging people to the plants. And and the plants are so incredible. Like all the different, you know, and also so the plants are incredible. And that relationship between the humans and the plants are so profound. And so yeah, I became really, really interested in that and then I started collecting plants at at the farm and and just trying to find all the plants I could that that make life better you know as a matter of fact I just came from Africa and I brought if if you guys check check out my Instagram I'm gonna put it in uh you'll you'll get to understand me a little better um I just I do this thing called know thy fruits that's my Instagram I just put there and watch the video that I posted yesterday because I was literally in in Zanzibar and I found this jungle vine called bunga, bunga fruit, and uh, and I I have the seeds here right now in my house. I haven't planted them yet because I just got in last night, but um, but yeah, it's it's so fascinating to me all the different incredible plants from foods to medicines to delicious scents and and uh, dyes and beautiful flowers and medicinal plants that that literally connect us to God. Um, I mean, there's so, it's so incredibly profound, this relationship that we have with all the plants. And, uh, and so I kind of want to just take a moment. I just, I just came from Africa and I went to, um, on the border of South Sudan in Kenya. It was one of the, it's one of the largest, um, it's one of um it's one of the largest refugee camps in the world and i had this opportunity to go with this group and and it's it's called kakuma i just had to look up the name kakuma refugee camp and it's um it's between anywhere between 250 and 400,000 people there and most of the people i met watched their entire families get murdered um it's such a freaking mess so like all the problems that, that you're feeling right now, like, let's just take a moment and just think about these people that, um, that are, it's like in the worst place, the, the, the climate there, the way they're living, the food rations they get the way, I mean, they're mostly from, you know, Congo, Somalia, South Sudan. They're mostly came from places that are like in total turmoil with war and, and, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sharing this just because it's so fresh. I just came from there. Um, and I, I when I talked to Mihai with something that I'm excited to share. We're working on a television show called The World Makeover, right now. And uh, you know, the original idea was like, so I, I where I am in Costa Rica. This, those that didn't start, I'm sitting here on my deck. That's where I work from. Um, I'm sitting in a community, actually three neighboring communities. That's over 220 families from, uh, from 40 countries. And uh, I co-founded all three communities with the goal of, of trying to get more intentional. Like, Mahai said that in the beginning. is like, you know, they call it, they, there's a term they use, intentional communities. But like, you know, the most important things in our lives, we should be radically intentional about. You know, like, who are we living with? Who are we neighbors with? what are we eating? What are, how are we spending our days? You know, like what are we spending our money on? Like, you know, like we need to get intentional about, we have to get way more intentional than we haven't because life just gets so crazy that before we know it, we have like a job that we don't love or we're in a marriage that's not thriving or we're just our whole reality just kind of crept up on us. And, uh, um, Mostly, yeah, that's right. CK Lynn. I never said that before. So I, I do me a favor. I remember remind reminded me that I've been trying to like keep quotes. I've never said that before, but like, it's so true. You know, it's, it's like, why are our neighbors, our neighbors, it's totally random, you know? Um, and it shouldn't be that way. So the television show that we're working on is like, so we've created all these communities and now we want to go way bigger. And, uh, Imagine if we were to take like a thousand acres and we were trying like, to try to create a reality for say, I don't know, 5,000 inhabitants. And we want, and the idea is we want to merge where we live with conservation, with regenerative agriculture, um, with wood lots. So we can be growing the uh, the um, building materials that we use, but, and then also having event spaces and even an urban center in there. It's like, how can we redesign reality, you know, to a way that really makes sense with a way that's radically intentional? You know, it's like, how can we design our spaces so that we're radically intentional? And that means like, you know, we we don't want to live in a monocultured area where everybody's the same. We want like very, very different. um, We want very, very different uh, cultures and languages and religions. But we really want to get rooted and surround ourselves with people with similar values. feels so important just to, to have people around us that have similar values. And so the idea of the TV show is to is that we that we just identify this thousand acre property nearby here, and we want to create a, a replicable model that, like, literally we can press like copy paste. We can go to Romania, copy paste. We can go to Sri Lanka. We can press copy paste. Uh, I find it very hard to fix existing realities. Like, you know, people like, like you want to go in the city and try to change things. It's so hard. There's so much bureaucracy. There's so much um, permitting realities. There's just so much. I have this quote that a good one that CK Lynn might write down is uh, we could change the world if they'd only give us permits. Um, permitting is such an interesting reality. It's like Like we can have ideas that will radically improve so many um, people's lives, yet it it you can't get the permits to do it. You know, Um, two things I want to share right now. My farm Puntamoná that I first started telling you about on the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. I I started it basically in 1997 or 96 97. Um, We've been running for 30 years. We've taught permaculture. We have one of the best plant collections we've done so many amazing things. And two years ago, the government shut me down. Um, uh, My dear friend, Zach Bush, has, is I think is coming on here next week, when I told him that he like congratulated me, he was like, Oh, Steven, that's great news. I'm like, what do you mean? It's great news. He's like, it means you were doing everything right. Um, You know, I've never been like a conspiracy guy or like, you know, I, but I have lately been losing my faith in the victory and good over evil. Like um a few a few weeks, a few weeks to, or a couple months ago I was in Ibiza, David. And uh um I'm sure that you're familiar with um junto, the juntos farm. You familiar with those guys? They're incredible, incredible. They do these incredible dinners and they have these amazing talks. So when I was there in July they invited me to be to give like the keynote talk at juntos. I think they sold like 300 tickets to the event. I was all ready. I was excited to do it. I put together some slides. The next thing I know, three hours before the event, the government shut them down. Meanwhile, Puntamono, where I am doing what I'm doing, you know, five miles away are the banana plantations where they're literally spraying neurotoxic chemicals on indigenous children. Or at Juntos, five miles away, there's like there's mafia rings that are making $10 million a night in clubs and selling ecstasy in 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 Ibiza, but they are able to keep going, yet they shut down juntos. I think, David, correct me if I'm wrong. I think juntos is now back open. But um yeah. It's it's a it's a really a crazy, it's a really, really a crazy world. Um I'm navigating the Puntamon thing. I think it'll all work out, but it's not hasn't been easy. Um I'd say the hardest part of doing all the things that I'm doing is dealing with the bureaucracy and the permitting and that whole reality. It ends up Incredibly expensive, incredibly um, complicated. It's like it's hard enough to you know bring two hundred people together to live together and get along, but then when you have to deal with all that bureaucracy along the way, it's definitely complicated. Um, but the idea with the World Maker is to go around the world and visit different existing realities and uh, and learn. Like we're not, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. There's people that have been trying to do this for a long time, so. Um, I saw that somebody was from, when it was in Milan, Jennifer, um, I was in Milan a month ago. And we went to visit her. Not sure if anybody's inter- is familiar. Have you been Jennifer? Yeah, cool. So yeah, I was just there a month ago. Actually, my friend Ispedede, I do you know Espedidae, Jennifer? She's like one of the main key kind of spokespeople at, um, Damanhur. She's actually in the next room right here in my house in Costa Rica right now. Um, but, you know, her has been around 40 years. There's, you know, 800 people, you know, there's some really interesting things to learn from them. Like, what can we learn that then we could bring into what we're trying to create? There's a, there's a community in India called Oraville. Oroville is 50,000 people. They also started 40, 50 years ago. They have, they've had their own currency for 25 years. You know, both of them were, are more spiritual, like guru focused kind of communities. Um, but like just some of the lessons from her one really interesting one was uh they have this ur- urban center called the CREA, which is where they have restaurants and workspace and and alternative clinics and art galleries, and they have a food store, and uh and it's also they call it a federation of communities. There's like four or five different communities, and uh they each have their own governance, but they have this overarching kind of Value system where the guru was this guy Falco. Um, Now some lessons to learn from them. Falco died, you know, ten years ago. Like, what do we? What happens after after you lose your guru? Or how do you keep the young people around? A lot of the communities around the world—that's something they're really struggling with. Another thing that's really interesting at Dhamminder is the um, is the temples. The temples are like the most. I'm sure Jennifer, you saw them. They're like freaking mind blowing. Like the amount of energy and intention that went in to create sacred spaces was literally like incredible. So how can we learn these lessons? How can we bring this into a replicable model? And, uh, and like I said, starting to copy and paste this in places around the world. Um, and so that's kind of the television show that we're doing. And then this opportunity to go to Africa, we ended up filming in the refugee camps and, uh, in these places. You know, how do you find community like in the hardest of realities and in the hardest of, of places? I think like one of the takeaways that I found there, everyone I met in the refugee camp, like was so dedicated to helping other people, like was so dedicated to like finding ways to lift people's spirits. It really it was really moving. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of I'm still kind of reeling from that. Um some other things, just some other kind of other things that I do is I'm a permaculture teacher. I started a company called Ecoversity and we teach permaculture and we t- teach herbalism online, six month herbalism certifications. And, you know, it's like if we're going to really start changing this world, we have a lot to learn. And so there's so, so many important things that. And so what we've been trying to do, not that we know all the things, but we've been trying to find the people that have the most experience in in doing these kind of like kind of. Global redesign and and really questioning all the things from, you know, health to, you know, food systems to, uh, you know, governance, like, how can we find the best at all these things and bring them to the masses to start learning these lessons that it's going to take to to radically shift things. So um, that's another thing. And now my latest project, it's called Eterna and Eterna it means eternal in Spanish. And we call it an ecosystem for the global redesign. And so we have the media piece with the television. We have the educational piece with Equiversity. We have the land piece. We're about to close on a beachfront property in Nosara here in Costa Rica, where we're creating a a really interesting model. Um, We're also starting a project called the Modern Monastery, which is like uh, a, you have to come for a minimum of 28 days. It's, It's kind of like a retreat center, but instead of it being like just a week in and out, you come for 28 days and it's almost like a total life reset you can still come with your work you can even come with your children and send them in the drop-in school but you really get um you know every morning there'll be meditation and yoga which we'll do together we'll have a very interesting journey a culinary journey where we'll all get super healthy together um we'll we'll focus on full moon and new moon and men's circles and women's circles and together go on a journey like what would a new reality feel like for 28 days from the new moon to the new moon. Um, so yeah, these are some of the things I'm working on. I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling a little torn up right now because of just how crazy my trip just was. I just got back last night. Um, it was a very long journey from, uh, from, um, from Kenya and, uh, and then last but not least, I'm organizing an eclipse gathering. I don't know if anybody's ever seen a full solar eclipse, but it's incredible experience. Um, and we're doing a very small, about three or four hundred person gathering in Mazatlan, Mexico. Uh, it's, there's going to be a full solar eclipse in April for four minutes and 20 seconds. A four minute and 20 second complete darkness in the middle of the day. It's like literally giving a hug to God together in this like in a very kind of intentional um yeah spiritual way so i'm i'm about 30 minutes in i thought maybe i could pause a minute and see if anybody had any thoughts or questions or if i'm stirring up anything for anyone um i'm kind of just all over the place giving you the you know macro kind of thoughts and all the things that I'm, i'm working on but uh yeah, it's it's going to take, it's going to take a village, you know, it, it's so easy to just to kind of feel like you're alone and that you're the only one that sees how much we need to change so much. And so, um, yeah, I just want to remind you that you're not alone and that so many of us are, are also realizing uh, how important this change is. What do you got for me, Faith? Unmute. Is this okay? Hi. Definitely. Hi, Stephen. Um, I was just all the things you were just sharing. I'm like, oh, how do I plug in and stay? Like the things you're working on. How do we stay in tune with that stuff? Well, on of- a macro level, you can come move here. We still have lots left. Um, it's amazing. Like it's really amazing. Um, it's an absolute dream. What we pulled off here um we're right on in the most beautiful valley we're 40 minutes from san jose in the airport 40 minutes from the beach the climate the, the town the next to us at national geographic calls it the best climate on earth so on one level faith you could pick up and come be our neighbor
2: um oh, maybe in a couple of years <laughs> getting there
1: yeah yeah well that's one option i mean you could come and join one of our programs you could come to the eclipse you could Take a course that we're that we're doing. Um, yeah, this is where Allegria Village, David. Yeah, Allegria Village, there's space and uh and it's totally incredible. I was just I I've been all morning up there. Um oh there's my friend today. I was just talking about I was just talking about you, today. Love you. <laughs> I was just talking about you. Love you yeah yeah i don't know if that answers your question faith but yeah we're doing all these things you know and 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 we're doing these things and there's probably other people closer where where are you faith san francisco yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot going on i mean what i would really yeah just recommend is just just try to assess if you're on track you know with your life like if with the work that you're doing with the way that you're living with what what's the commute like to your best friend's house or the commute to bring your children to school or who are your neighbors? Is all that working for you? You know, and and yeah, just radically question everything. Like, I don't know how many lives we have, but I know we have this one, and and we gotta take control. I hope that answered your question, Pete.
0: Yeah, it also answers uh, a thought I had about um, this discussion we could have about what we could do with the lives we currently have in our local communities. So, um, yeah, the the friends we visit, the 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 people we spend time with, the schools we take our children with. How how can we? I mean. I guess each and every one of us is trying to find their own space in this world and trying to be- build their best lives. So when I'm looking at, at my life, I, I don't really like some aspects of it. I would like to change them. I would like to, to maybe move somewhere else. Uh, but I realize that everywhere I might go to, except if I'm going to a, to a community like Alegria or Puntamona. I would still have to find my tribe and to integrate in that tribe. So maybe from the early beginnings of, of the communities you have built, maybe you have some, I don't know, observations on how how to bring people together and uh, multi-generational, you know, the gaps between generations and events and I don't know if you have anything to say about that. This is my my main concern right now. Main topic for me.
1: Um, I would. uh, I think the first thing I would. Can you guys hear me?
0: Now we can. Yeah.
1: Can you hear me? Uh oh. Can you hear me now? Okay, good, um, yeah, I mean, the first thing I would say is try to start find like get clear on 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 what your vision is and like the kind of people you want to surround, like write it down like and then put it out there, like put it out there on Instagram or like, yeah, I'm living here in Romania, and I'm looking for people that are interested in connecting with their food and 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 maybe start a zoom like this, you know, and then start meeting and start getting together and 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 get to know each other and see if there's like you know, symmetry and that if there's, you know, and, and then, you know, what, w- what, if it meant like finding some piece of land in Romania that you could start doing all of this on, like, it's, you know, it's like, you don't have to figure it all out tomorrow. You know, it's like, this is a transition and, uh, we want to gracefully transition, but I think the key is to start finding like-minded people around you that are dreaming the same thing. It could be like, you know, your kids, you know, finding your friends with kids that, that have to, similar age or um there's so many there's so many ways there's so many ways to do this i mean it feels like so many of us i'd love to see like a show of hands and how many people kind of their jobs are are remote like you can work online pretty much anywhere yeah a lot of a lot of us yeah it's amazing a lot of that's like that's such a blessing you know it used to not be like that like the fact that that you have that reality is like you could even like even with five families, just try for two months. Go somewhere all together and see how it feels. You know, see what it feels like living together like that, and uh, and 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 testing the waters and and see what what that might feel like. Kara, did you have something? Thanks. It was just a short follow up to Faith. I was just um, I'm going to be prepared
0: to move to this. uh like spring twenty. Mm. June, 2024, when my kids graduate, both of them. And so I'm thinking, where do I want to live? That's a conscious living and where
1: I can help the planet. And, um, I was just sort of wondering, uh, are you hiring? (laughs) Am I hiring? (laughs) Yes. Um, like, do you need people ever? Yeah, totally. Like right now we're working on the television show. Like we just hired a project manager, um, we just hired a COO, you know, that's helping us kind of, yeah, we, I mean, yeah, we are hiring in certain ways and certain projects. I mean, we're constantly doing new projects. So like, yeah, there's constantly things, things evolving. So I guess the answer is yes. I mean, right this cool. minute, I, yeah, <laughs> we have these four jobs open, you know, but, um, yeah, we're constantly, constantly doing things. And, and, uh, and it's really big what we're doing, so it's only gonna need more. We're kind of in a lull right now because we're finishing mm-hmm. um wow. allegria. is kind of mm-hmm. finishing, so now we're kind of just getting ready to start the next the next iteration, Kara.
0: Nice. Well, I'll keep an I'll keep an eye on you as I get closer to you
1: know, kind of closing awesome. this chapter. I put I put my Instagram in the that's probably an easy way. Did ever I can put it again? Uh, no, I was saying like, those, you want to, listen to Steven to course. What do you got for us, uh, Andrea? Um, yeah.
3: Hi, Stephen. Yeah, I was um, wondering if you just mentioned also Oroville. I have a friend who's living there uh, with her uh, her son now. And actually, I have two teenagers. And I've been like traveling for what, come back and forth between Peru and Switzerland and starting to my kids have started to ask me more guidance on how they're going to navigate towards their adult life. And w- between this transition, between uh, this, uh, I'm also in a um, like community, like sort of a sustainable community here in Peru. And then at the same time, I'm some, I'm partially in near Zurich. And I, I just came back uh, last week after like eight months in Switzerland. And I came back with this strong feeling of like, the next step for me to guide my children into adulthood is like, what do I show them? And I felt this strong calling of show, show them more about these conscious communities. So now I'm planning this like roadmap and world map to, to show my oldest one, where are these places that I would love for her before going to college or anything else for her to try out how pe- to see how people live in these places. And oh. I'm starting... Map it, and I don't like I'm I'm checking your 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 community are and I'm I know there's some people like in in Guatemala in O O Ometepe, and I'm I want to make this map, and I wanted to know if you have any like database or where else can I look besides like just going Um, through.
1: (laughs) So funny, so many people have talked about it so much. There was a friend of mine named David Casey, and I'm trying to remember what his project was called. He did create a very interesting database. You know, there's like the old school one is called the Communities Directory. And there used to be this big, like pre internet, there was this like big telephone book of all the communities around the world. And you can look it up by place. And then you can also look it up by like, like uh, themed and focus. Um, yeah, exactly. So that's, that's, um, that's the handbook. Um, and then, um, I'm trying to remember what it's so funny that I can't remember what David Casey's. I don't know if somebody wants to look him up. He got all into crypto and he stopped like doing all what he used to do. And I don't even know if it's still online, but he was, um, he was doing a very interesting, um, hold on, I'm in his LinkedIn right now. I'm just looking to see. I, I don't even know if it's still really even existing, but he did do it. But it's, it's actually a great thing to do is to, is to is to start is to start doing that is to create um is to create a database like that would that could be really helpful andrea i don't have it
0: <laughs> okay then... the, in the comments ic.org which i see is the foundation for intentional communities and they have a worldwide map of all intentional communities let's let's see if stevens are are listed in here
1: I think like is, I think they both are.
0: Yeah.
3: That would be very interesting because you know, um, there's other kids here, like teenagers going into adulthood, starting to wonder, okay, where do I go? And most of them really just want to get out of here because they're so used to this. And it's like teenagers, right? They, they they're like, Okay, my mom's doing ayahuasca. my my you know, everybody is like here so spiritual. And I see that these teenagers that friends of my kids are like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's so nice, but it's it's our normal. We don't need more like that. And they want to go out and just look at other parts of the world. But at the same time, as parents are like, okay, I mean, they, they are still asking us for guidance and we just don't want to send them directly to like huge cities to, or like foreign universities where they're going to start uh, connecting with other teenagers that are not like, for example, that are drinking or that are doing drugs or stuff like that, that our children don't do. So... Uh, it has been like me and other moms questioning ourselves like, what do we do now? Like, how is it really safe to tell my kid, yeah, you can go to college in the US, by at uh, 17, 18, after they have grown so contained here?
1: I found it. I found it. It was called New Mundo, N U Mundo here. I just put it in the check that out. I don't know how updated it is. But it, it, I remember like it used to be a very they, they used a lot of people used to come to Puntamona. Like I told like I told you, Puntamona is closed right now, which is such a total tragedy. But it was the best place for a young person to go and like find themselves before going to college. Like it was so incredible to go there and connect with food and connect with like minded people, especially those kind of kids who grew up like in with, you know, hippie parents like it. <laughs> and there's a lot of there's a lot of places i'd recommend it send them to take definitely take a permaculture course somewhere Mm -hmm. it's really helpful yeah because it kind of gives you like it teaches you a little bit about everything and then it's like it gives you like kind of the legs to then kind of figure out what's next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. great thank you definitely stay in touch andrea definitely stay in touch
3: yeah yeah we met remember we met a power remember
1: yeah i remember with, i remember
3: uh, <laughs> it's mukande my yeah. that my oh. she's
1: out now what's that
3: i i was with mukande Solemn. this other woman i was uh-huh. with she's the one in Orville now with her son
1: amazing yeah. amazing i love it i love it awesome awesome andrea thank you <laughs> All right, all right, Sylvie.
2: Hi, Steven. Thank you very much for the inspiration. Do you hear me? Yes? Yeah, I hear you, perfect. Okay, so um, thank you very much for the inspiration because at the beginning, I must say, it was a bit uh, questioning. Uh, If it was the right thing just to go in a community separate from the world, because it's easy to be sustainable and uh, have good food and anything when you just separate and you're in a retreat in this case, Um, because my mission is basically to heal the broken food system. And in fact, it's everywhere. It's easy if you just decide to have your own village and do it around you, of course. But what about outside? I want to be at home everywhere. I want to be able to eat good food everywhere. That was what I was questioning. However, I think both is fine now after all what I heard, that it's also good to have a place where we can recharge batteries and be with more like-minded people. So it's good to be able to have those places to retreat, but also be in the world outside, of course, to be able to make a change that is everywhere and not only in our little village or in our little homes. That's what I was uh, thinking of listening
1: yeah totally i hear you i'm i hear you i think i think we i think it's not it's not either it's both like we need to be living in we need to create rep like models of a new way to live and create community and we need activists and policy make changers and you know people that are you know fighting governments and you know i had this really good friend mark hyman a doctor i was just with and he's been working like really hard with you know all the way up at the Department of Agriculture, you know, and like getting, you know, trying to get glyphosate banned, and like we have to do all of the things, you know. Um, yeah, I just you, you, I, I think, I think it's a many-pronged approach, you know. But I, I feel like my kind of dharma is to try to keep creating these types of communities. Um, on and now, at, at, now that I've done a few now trying to do it at a bigger scale you know for 5 or 10,000 people um and then come up with that and then really come up with a you know a really replicable model that we could start doing it all over where are you from so yeah.
2: originally from china but i'm french and i live in austria so that's why i say we're
1: all over oh cool
2: yeah and i have a bold uh, suggestion yeah. yeah maybe you can just connect at uh, another time but uh have you explored about carbon credits? I mean, not the scammy ones. Yeah, What I'm thinking is really uh, there's a transformational um, aspect of carbon credits, which is about education, Yeah, which is about uh, understanding the impact of what you're doing and even being able to get reward out of that. So it's uh, another type of power. You don't need to go political, but you can go economical because everybody in this case can be bottom up and could be spread everywhere. So it's decentral in this case. Anybody could claim carbon credits if they're doing the right thing. So communities who are more eco-friendly, who can also help reduce, uh, let's say, save carbon emissions, could be rewarded for that. And that could be something financing and rewarding
1: uh, sustainable practices, which you want to scale, for instance. That was just my two cents. I I think it's amazing. I do want to talk. I I don't know that personally. I I haven't worked so much for carbon credits, but my, one of my best friends, I'm going to share the, um, the link here, his company is called reseed. And, you know, like the thing, a a lot of like the carbon credit stuff that I've seen are, are these big companies that are doing it. And it's like often rich people getting richer doing these carbon credits where this company that my friend that I just put the link, he's, um, He's actually trying to create carbon credits for like working with small landowners and small farmers. Um, I put a link there in the in the chat. You guys could check it out. Reed's called ReSeed.
2: Awesome, you got it. Yeah, check them out because we're doing that for companies and exactly we're not going into uh, agriculture yet, but more production in this case. Yeah, agriculture. Yeah, check them out. My that's, my friend's name is Zach. Cool, Zach,
1: Zach.
0: Cool. I think Jack had his hand raised, but I guess he had to leave. I cannot see him anymore. Oh, he's um, still there,
1: just turn this video off. Any other thoughts, oh, questions?
2: Yeah, I actually, I had, I did have a, a question. I, I was wondering if, uh, if how um, climate change is impacting Costa Rica, and if you're considering that in your, in your uh, buildings.
1: Um, yeah, climate change. I mean, I've been, I've been watching it for 30 years at my place on the beach on the Caribbean. Like, um, I snorkel now where I used to play volleyball. Um, the ocean is eating the land incredibly fast. Um, it's, it's radical what's happening. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it yet. You know, I, now most of the projects that I work with are I mean, a little bit higher up. Um, but yeah, it's real. You know, it's I, the, where I just came from in Africa, they say there's going to be like 15, I don't know, ridiculous, 50 million, you know, climate refugees, you know, most of the refugees now were like from, you know, social unrest and war yet the what, what's about to happen, you know, with the climate is it's going to be a, you know, and it's these places in the, you know, in the, you know, the poorest places are the ones that get affected the most. And, uh, I know my parents lived in the same house for 47 years in Miami and last year for the first time ever, the, they live on a canal, like a few canals away from the Bay for the first time ever, the water came up over their dock for the first time in 47 years. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's happening. It's real. Things are radically changing. Um, Yeah. And we just need to get, be prepared and be resilient. I I love perennial food systems. Um, uh, just to tell you too, Sylvie, I think perennial food systems is the f- future, like really starting to shift our diets to eating more perennial foods. Um they're less susceptible to climate change, you know. You, you don't you know what what they're finding in Africa right now is that farmers will plant and the it's it's not the high range or the low range, it's the erratic range. So they'll plant their stuff will, it'll rain, everything will come up and then it won't rain again for two months and they'll lose their entire crops. And that's happening more, like that's ne- it never used to happen. And it's happening more and more from the farmers that I was speaking to in in Kenya and in Tanzania. Um, so yeah, I think resilience with, you know, eating perennial foods is definitely not as susceptible as, you know, being wiped out like like uh, like annuals are. So yeah, definitely thinking about it for sure, Jack. Not not like I know the answer, except being trying to be prepared.
0: What can you tell us more about the World Makeover? When When is it going to be available? Where is it going to be aired? Uh, where are you going to film next?
1: Great. Right. Yeah. So right now we're looking for funding. So if anybody is a funder or knows funding for... Um, we, we raise seed capital. And right now we're working on the trailer. I was on a show on Netflix. Um it's I'll put it here in the chat. It's called uh
0: Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Down to Earth with Zach Efron. Check it out. It's uh season one, episode three. It was a pretty cool. It was a pretty cool show. Um and media
0: I realized, can, be, media that? can be media can be a pretty powerful tool. Yeah, it Earth, was incredible. Like it yeah.
1: changed like I got messages how it, it literally changed, you know, many many thousands of people's perspective on on everything. So that's kind of what inspired it. And now we just raised some seed funding. We're filming right now the trailer, the sizzle. We're creating the the sizzle. Yeah, I mean, if if people were looking for funding, or if you have you know great, you know Hollywood or or you know William Morrissey kind of contacts, like if you could you know we're open. Like we're, we know how important this is. Um, And, and it feels, it just feels, you know, for, for people to realize that they, that they have a choice, you know, they have a choice in the way that we're designing our world. So feeling excited about it. Yeah. We just honed in on a direct, we just chose a director for the sizzle. So now we're kind of organizing all the footage that we already have yeah anyone else thoughts questions thanks everybody for being here appreciate it what's up faith um just on the funding i'm not a funder but i do have friends that are actors um they're just it's a community plug i'll put the link in the chat but they're they're connected so it's the secret Actors society so there's a lot of people in hollywood that are on there and there's another like because I asked about funding for a different film as well. And they said, hey, there's like this course. If you're on the Secret Actor Society membership, you get that course really, really affordable. So nice. I just wanted resources I'll pass to you, not direct, cool. but maybe awesome. you'll leave. But yeah. Never know. Thanks, Faith. Yeah. So, how, have, how,
0: Past, do we need to make a decision in order to still catch a plot at alegria
1: <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'd say in the next few months it'll probably sell out um i really recommend it or if you know anyone that's like considering it's really it's really a dream that we're creating here it's beautiful i mean mm-hmm. the, the the biggest dream is just having you know everybody just being so you know like-minded and and uh yeah it's really it's really
3: beautiful
1: all right um maybe one one last question you said punta muna is closed now uh-huh. what what
2: needs to be done to make it to make it reopen
1: what needs yeah, to be
3: like, the next steps
1: to reopen that place? We're in this we're in this legal battle. If you have great connections in Costa Rican politics, like we're dealing with it. It's just like it's ridiculous and it's so hard to believe, but yet we're like in this weird legal battle that we're kind of caught in between a fight between the Minister of Environment and the municipality. And yeah, it's it's I'm in awe that it's happening and just hopefully it'll be end really soon. Helen's here, babe. Thanks for asking Catherine. What you can all do is help pray deep prayers. It's powerful. I appreciate it. It's been such a nightmare. Mm
3: I wanted to ask if you have, tri- Did you guys have support from the local people? Like, I mean, the indigenous people there. Cause that, that yeah. we had, yeah. Cause we had some problems here too, with some permissions, actually. And um, because I'm Peruvian, I got to get in touch with some people from the community. Cause I had also some family members I have here and that actually helps, but it's like, I think it happens everywhere. It's like when there's like start the economy starts growing in these communities, like there's like fights for this permission, and who gets to to have what activities and until like if we're like here we got like uh we have this big ecstatic dance community, and it got shut down recently,
1: yeah, it's so crazy, but yeah, we do we did have a lot of support, but yeah, we're just kind of in the throes of it right now, yeah.
3: Yeah, I'll send my prayers. I hope like all this, because these communities like yours or like Auroville, you know, are in places where like, yeah, a lot of foreigners come, but then there's like the local authorities doing something. <laughs> they don't necessarily understand what, what is happening. Like our party okay. got shut down because they think it's a party where there's alcohol and like that kind of stuff. And they, they don't, they cannot conceive that. It's like a I healthy know. But you can dance with your babies and stuff like that.
1: That's what happened is because we're not a hotel. We're not a restaurant. We're not. It's like we're kind of gray in between all of it. So it's like when you when they can't categorize you, it confuses them.
3: Yeah, maybe that you try to like do create some some way that the local more more narrow minded people can understand what is this that is happening? Because a lot of these type of communities I know they're associated with, like, by this, like, terrible um, uh, mindset that comes from colonialism and religion, they associate these communities practices with, like, people doing psychedelics, drugs, cults, marijuana, like, things that religion has, like, it's not okay.
1: (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
0: Thank you so much, Stephen, for for your time and your kindness, and right. for, Thank so much for organizing doing. Now. Sorry, you you got interrupted a little bit. We're waiting for the wave of internet to reach Costa Rica.
1: All good, <laughs> all good, perfect. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks so much. Everybody have a great day, night, or whatever it is. Thanks, guess, everybody. Thank you. Hi.
0: We'll be in touch. Yeah.
1: Oh, ciao. Have a great day, everybody.